0: Hello, and welcome to Shriveline Dropouts. This is a monthly Final Fantasy XIV podcast that is part of the Axe of the Blood God podcast family. I am your host, Nadia Oxford, and I'm currently lacking a heart because Endwalker drop kicked it third to the moon. Joining me are my co-hosts, Mike Williams and Victor Hunter. Say hi, gents. You first, Mike.
1: Hello, hello, folks. How is everyone doing? I'm hoping that your queue times uh, are short or at least not uh, hit with the 2002s. So you can at least plan out uh, you know, like, it, it's fine having a 3,000 queue if you can just walk away and be like, oh, this is going to take like an hour and a half. But that 2,002, it hurts. But So I, I hope
2: you haven't suffered those too much.
0: I absolutely hope the same for all of you. I think my record was 6,000, and I sat there like an idiot and took it. What about you, Victor? How are you doing?
2: I'm never going to try to make a prediction about how this story goes ever again. It's me, Victor I was, Hunter.
0: <laughs> I was thinking of you the whole time <laughs> I was playing this game, like, there, you know what? I, I have to hand it to, to the team. They uh they, they kind of took us for a ride.
2: There were so many early game drops that had me leaning towards some of the predictions I had made. Like there were some good little drops. There was early discussion yes. of Ethereal Sea and and stuff about Zodiac and the Moon and things like that. Uh neither hide nor hair of Silver Tear Lake uh i take it all back i'm <laughs> i'm a bad student i'm never gonna never gonna try there they, well you're they've a, gone you're a so, dropout like the rest of us exactly they have gone so off the rails that there's no way anyone could have predicted any of what has happened in this damn game
1: yeah yeah they got real wild like e- even in the pacing of the story like when stuff came
2: the. De-
1: you know, different from when I expected it. Sure. Um, and we'll we'll get into it, but like
2: I i have a lot of they thoughts put about the moon that.
1: there and everyone like I just assume it's like, oh yeah, the moon is probably where we're gonna end up or somewhere. The near, moon to be the last. Or, or like Yeah. No. No, they front load <laughs> that real quick. They're like, ah, oh, let's let's just
0: go. Let's I, go. Yeah, I, I have like, a lot hey, of you know Zodiac? He's a
2: chump. <laughs> <laughs> tons, tons of thoughts about this. So yeah, I, I'm excited to get there.
0: Yeah, this is actually um, a review episode. So I was going to say, if you're listening to this um, and you have not finished the game, we're, we're actually going to talk up to the end-ish part of the game until so the last area because Victor hasn't quite finished, but he's seen a lot of the story. So we'll be, there's a lot to go over, I'm sure. And if you are not in the mood to get spoiled um stuff dodo ears stuff dodo feathers in your ears and run very far away yeah uh why don't we start with our general thoughts about the game like um if you could put a number on it <clears throat> 10 out of 10 there there's mine good stuff uh
1: i will do 9 out of 10 i think it's right there i feel like it might be under Shadowbringers. bringers like when i immediately finished under Shadowbringers, bringers but the more it sticks with me i'm like but they did so much it, it was uh yeah and to 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 be the the shill uh blockbuster shill that i am that avengers end game like let's take care of everything like we yeah. are going to take care of this entire uh multi expansion thing we are going to make sure that we touch on every single person that mattered uh, across all of these expansions um, and it mostly works so yeah, I, thought, I think so I now. even
0: noticed the uh, when you're standing in Labyrinthos like as you say when you're kind of getting ready to do the thing there's a very Avengers theme playing there and I can't remember I know it's been played before in the game and I always said to myself wow that's an Avengers theme but this was really like okay uh, welcome to Marvel Cinematic Universe Vic- Victor do you have a number?
2: As a as the conclusion of the Heideline and Zodiac arc, and the the culmination of all of fourteen's narrative so far, and as the as the logical end point of what what heaven's word started. Stormblood refined <laughs> shadow bringers perfected uh it is absolutely a 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. uh no question uh if, if this is if if this is the final fantasy 14 you are waiting for it it will please you to no end that said as a as a Final Fantasy fourteen experience that I come to FF fourteen for, it sits a little less than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'll, I'll, we'll we'll probably hit upon all of the reasons why uh, throughout this discussion. But yeah, uh, I
0: I'm guessing I, they're mostly story related.
2: Some of them are story-related, yeah. Uh, some of them are pacing-related. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them are... But 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 at the same time, I understand where they all come from and why they had to happen and why the world is the way it is. But I, I do have some qualms. But we'll, we'll get I, to this. I'm sure,
0: yeah. I think personally... Uh, see, I'm really eager to hear your opinion after you're done the whole game. Sure, yeah. The last area just had me heartbroken. I still cry to think about it. To be honest with you, yeah. But it's I think that the lead up to the end of uh, Endwalker is better than the e- the very very end itself because to me nothing will ever beat the fight with Alita. That's just but I never expected Endwalker to kind of hit me emotionally because to me Shadowbringers was so special, and I said to myself, "Well, I'm sure Endwalker's going to be great, but it's not going to hit me in the same way that Shadowbringers will." Because God, you had like that was my first really deep Final Fantasy XIV experience. You had the pandemic going on; there was a lot going on with my life. Yeah, um, that was when I, had, I was I went through the game when I had like when I heard that I was getting laid off from US Gamer, I had no idea right. what was going on. Right, so
2: yeah,
0: it was there for me for some very tough times, and I figured, well. I'm sure Endwalker would be great, but it's not going to have the same meaning. But it really does. It's a very... Endwalker is a game that, that does not lack for meaning in today's society. Let's sure, just put it that yeah. way. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so um, Mike and I were talking just before we started here about the pacing of the game, and, and Victor, you brought that up as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, see, I started with Thavnir, because you have a, a choice in the beginning, Thavnir or... Um, what was the other one? The North Empty, I think, um, in Charlene? Mm-hmm and uh it's a la- it's yeah la- labyrinthos
1: yeah. yeah uh or or what's it called and basically the science split up um uh, yeah and you you can either go with one squad or the other um and then when you finish you just do the other one so like if you are, have just started well you shouldn't be listening. <laughs> but <laughs> if you just started and you don't care about spoilers, it doesn't matter which one you choose first yeah. because you'll have to do both. It's, yeah, it's the, same, the so it's same
2: setup that we had in Shadowbringers where you could either follow Alize to uh, Amarang right, or uh, follow Alfino to Yulmor. Uh,
0: Yulmor, yeah. Uh, and one of my predictions was certainly spiked. Probably the only prediction I had I said that Vitro was going to be under Garlemald. But uh, I, I no, I was thinking of that.
2: I, I clocked <laughs> just I, behind the I curtain. Was, I was thinking of that the whole time. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was like, "Oh well, there he is." I guess, and just like right there, this is a game of really intense reveals, one after another, it, and this is one of them. Like, "Hi, I'm yeah. a dragon. I'm, I've just been here this whole time, and I'm actually leading these people." Uh, hi, how you doing?
1: Uh, good. Uh, I, I was saying it, it's also wild that he can just. Um, so it's it's uh, revealed that Vitra is Razatan's. Right um, satrap, their leader. He has a a a not human. Uh, he has aura, like a or like a-, a gentleman who 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 a major domo who acts as the leader mm-hmm. and whose family has pretty much done this, I guess, for him for a while. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And then he has a little construct. But the thing that was weird to me is to to pilot his little construct. I guess he just pops out his eye.
0: Yeah. Apparently, his eyes in. But there But he
1: can also pop it back in because if you look at some of the later like his eye comes back so like when he is not using the little fake
2: sure A little yeah it,
1: he can just put his eye back in and i was just like wait what i
2: i loved the little bit <laughs> where it was it was some npcs talking about his last uh like uh um what do you call it? What do you call the little kid? His, I, I would
1: say, uh, oh, his last. I call um, him a familiar. Yeah,
2: yeah avatar or whatever. Yeah they, yeah, they they talk about his uh, like s- servant or whatever. His his little his retainer, we'll call him. Uh there's yeah. some NPCs talking about his last retainer and and they say, "Oh yeah, no, he he was also relatively young, but he quit not too long ago and they say he's he's working, you know, somewhere else, like he's gone somewhere else." And it's yeah. like it's very like laying the groundwork. This was well before the reveal that he's his his familiar, but just that like he's set up this whole lore of this this never-ending cycle of like butlers that he has that he just sort of like, <laughs> you know, kills Pops off and, and, and just sort of like reforms a new person and and just ex- and, and has and a little story back. about how they went to go work somewhere else.
1: I, I also enjoy when they, they do the reveal of that uh, like after the scene where it's like, ah, oh, everyone's like, oh, we accept you because of, I mean, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yes, they would be afraid of dragons, but there were bigger things going There's on. A lot worse having a dragon yeah. as your boss is probably a win.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, and at, at the very least, at the at the very least, they they knew the satrap had a dragon buddy. They just didn't know right. it was a big dragon buddy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, the but uh, Nidhana, who I I enjoy as a character, she was great. Uh, the scientist lady comes up and she's like, "Oh yeah, no, I kind of figured that out because like the little body, yeah. like." I had heard someone was needed to create one of those and I didn't know what it was for, but it makes sense. So it's okay. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, yeah. yeah
0: Cause the, al- she's an alchemist and like, they don't miss much. Uh, totally, Especially the fact that he's ripping his scales off to give them uh, their, their shields, which yeah. just, just sounds painful.
1: Yeah. So, so those, the, these two sections, one, they're like half the map. So you, you don't really even get to dig too much into to most of the map. It's, yeah. Uh, Favnair is mostly introducing you to Nidhana and her work. Mm. And Labyrinthos is just sort of the question of like, what's going on down here? Um, yeah. So they're kind of slow. Both sections are just kind of like middling. It, it's not as exciting as exploring a completely different version. Yeah. Of the world, you know that happened in the beginning of S- Shadowbringers.
0: Yeah, Shadowbringers had it like really hit the ground running from like the, from the expansions like in between to Shadowbringers itself. It would just never stop. But I figured they're probably pacing themselves for for this one because I did mention it is a, a big game with a lot of intense stuff going on. And yeah, I think when you get to Garlemald is when stuff really starts to to, to get
2: well. So unexpected. Yeah. So I I think part of part of this pacing that that I think is uh not necessarily a problem but like let's talk about like level 80 to 84 is so dense like you have yeah. multiple games worth of story being told here like there is so much and I think a lot of this stems from the fact that that they wanted to make 6.0, it's a self-contained thing, wrap it all up, instead of the way they've done before, which is extend the story into the .1, 0.2, and .3 patches, and then .4 and .5 are prologue for the next game. They wanted to make sure they did it all in 6.0 and, and finished it off. And yeah. you can tell that, like, you know, with Heaven's Word, we had Thordon at the end of 3.0, and then we had Nidhogg in 3.3, and that was, like, those were the two main boss fights that concluded whatever yeah. arcs those were representative of. So here, we have that condensed, just smushed in as few levels as they possibly can, which is where we get, like... You know, we're we're doing the Garlemald stuff at level eighty three, and that's like, yeah, it's huge. Like the implications that all of this Garlemald stuff has on the world is massive. Uh, The the reconciling with civilians and the the trauma of 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 just being Garlean and and everything they're dealing with being
0: Garlean. That's a headline for a book
2: right there. Oh my god, there's so much, and then. Right into the moon and killing Zodiac by level eighty four, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's bonkers. Th- that that I there's no doubt in my mind that if they were going by the uh the the old sort of formula of laying out these games, that would have been extended to level ninety. To, like to
1: towards the end, which is why I was like I was like because like once you get to Garlemald, it gets it gets meaty it gets real yeah. meaty it's like all right let's let's really get into it uh julius and the 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 thing with the uh and survivors yeah. and then the revelation of like the the radio thing was just like
0: uh, the radio thing
1: uh, was
2: fantastic that's what i said
0: I, I, when that happened, I said that's when I said, oh god, all of Victor's predictions have gone right out the window because nobody yeah. predicted a, a magic-ass radio, like, yeah. <laughs> protecting guardians I, I, from I, did,
2: I don't think anyone predicted Anima showing up as a metaphor for nationalism.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. What?
1: Using, using the, the body of Xenos' uh, <laughs> dad, it was just like, I was like, because when you do Tower of Zot, they're like, oh, there's a there's a body part in there that's real weird yeah yeah it's like like, oh yeah they literally just cut this dude up and put him in all these like that's real weird and then uh sort of that whole the julia storyline where he's over time it's like well like i'm really supposed to hate you but i he's like i got nothing like Mm. i got like I need any sort of help I got. And then even I was like, How are they gonna convince uh, his boss to to and at the uh, end the dude's just like, Oh, you can't. Perfect. He's like, Oh, I'm just yeah. he's like, yep. I I this is the life I've lived for my entire life. This is what I believed in and I can't change and he just yeah. goes there out. Are
0: so many intense moments in this expansion that I completely forgot about him blowing his brains out. In the subway, the Soviet subway.
2: Because it feels like it happened 10 years ago. It because does. That's, that's how dense this game is. Like, we, we, we and saw. And it was a, an
0: amazing scene. Yeah, I mean, it was we absolutely saw fantastic. A
2: Garlean Legatus unable to reconcile with the future that you have brought to his people instead of him. And he can't reconcile with that. There's no place for old Garlemald. And it's longer. Yeah, yeah,
1: man. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, Fan Daniel, uh, cracks the, uh, the thing. Okay. Also, in the middle of this, uh, this is why I'm talking about Garlemald. Like, he's just like, oh, yeah. So I am Fan Daniel. Cool. Hi. But, yeah. uh, also, you probably know me, uh, as Amon. You've met me before.
2: I, I so. What's up, bro? <laughs> like keeping keeping crystal tower significant even after shadow bringers like like keeping keeping that tie to the crystal tower stuff is incredible like what a what a deft yeah. hand that was
1: yeah and then it gets i guess deeper yeah so by the point you've gotten they have they have explained that um that um, amon and fan daniel are always uh reincarnations of Hermes? Well, yeah. It, yeah. Not always, uh, so, but at least the main ones that we care about are uh, Hermes. Yeah, I,
2: I would very much like to track the the lives and sundered uh, bodies of the assians I I feel like if there's something to keep uh, related to the assians going further into expansions it's like meeting other sundered bits of some of these characters. I feel like that's going to be a through line that we'll see for expansions to come regardless of whether yeah, or not yeah yeah you know, I,
0: I think that one thing that has been confirmed in this game is that nobody disappears ever <laughs> <laughs> everybody is around yeah and
1: and so like like even like like Emmett Selk will at some point like there will be another person who carries that sort of soul around. And yes. and, and I guess the, the feeling I got prior, like in Shadowbringers and before, is that the Ascians are like titles that are passed on, which they are. Mm-hmm. But like, it's always like the same person, but the way well, this lays it out is that they are titles that are passed on, but also they seem to come back and get the same person uh, again and
2: again. We have a lot of different concepts at play here, which is what makes this really difficult to track because we have introduced well before any of this ASEAN nonsense. We had, we have the life stream, like we have the ethereal scene. we We have the life stream. We have the idea that when you die, you become part of the life stream. So in, in like a loose metaphorical sense, the Life stream was always treated as like a like no one's ever gone, honey, like you'll always carry this yeah. person in your heart, don't worry, um had taken a little bit further with the live stream in that you know a consciousness and its ethereal memory returns to the life stream, and that can sometimes manifest it's how we get ghosts and things, you know like it's it's just how the world works on top of that, we have. The 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 sundered beings who you know got split off and were fractured into other things and and those bits of ethereal uh, I, I I can't say off the top of my head if that falls under like ethereal memory or not but mm-hmm. regardless you do get like not exactly reincarnations but people with inclinations towards certain things that may or may not have been you know it's like a genetic thing it's you know it's 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 passed down from the ancients in in diluted ways then on top of that you do have crystallized ethereal memory which is the principle yes. that uh, soul stones work off of and all those little memory crystals that that uh, we gathered in in 5.3 and stuff like that. Those are the things that they impart on someone when they want them to become the new member of the convocation, you know, if if mm-hmm. you're going to be a new right. Emmett Selk or something. So we have these three different like methods of of reincarnation or like ethereal integration back into a corporeal being that it all gets a little muddy. Like we're we're working with a lot of different philosophies here.
1: Yeah, so like, as, as at least as far as we go, so there was a Fandaniel prior to Hermes, yes. and Hermes becomes Fandaniel. Mm-hmm. Then, at some point in between, Aman becomes Fan Daniel. At which point he remembers that he was Hermes, and yeah, then it gets fuzzier again. So,
2: so I I think there's there's this like. Um, b- because Amon like had a sense that he was Fan Daniel before he even took the seat of Fan Daniel. When when Emmett right. Selk <laughs> gave him the memory crystal to be like, "Hey, you should be this guy." I think that's I think that's why we see Amon being so like infatuated with uh, all the things that he is in a like twisted perverse version of why Hermes was interested in the things that he was and then Emmett Selk comes along and is like okay let's reconcile these things you are you are a fragment of Hermes to begin with let's just close that loop and give you this memory crystal
0: just the point is we have Hermes and he's uh Van Daniel and a big part of the game goes into why he's pissed off and um I, I just have to say, I'll say it up front, I absolutely love the nonsense magic science in this game. It completely makes sense in my head when you go over it with like a glance. When you try to break it down, forget it, you'll die, don't do it. But like the just the idea that we are dealing with... Two things I like about this. Uh, is it Dysus? Dynam- uh, what's the... um. Dynamis. Dynamis. Dynamis is such an interesting concept. Akasha. because like, To me, it's them trying to be trying to give an answer to dark matter, something that we do not understand as human beings and we cannot sense, but it is certainly there and it is actually extremely important. Akashat, as it is called in Thavnir, mm-hmm. I actually really like the fact that you have this thing that's very familiar to, uh, quote-unquote, foreign scientists, mm-hmm. but Eorzean scientists have no clue. And it's the uh, the southern scientists who say, oh, yeah, Akasha is an extremely important thing. Like, we don't know too much about it, but... Um, you know, it's it's something to consider. So I think that was a really interesting cultural exchange. This,
2: that's actually a part that bugs me. <laughs> <laughs> the elephants knew too much. Well, I, like, I get it. I, I, but but also, like, the, there is already so much cultural exchange. Like, all the relic weapons are led by, uh, like, the ARR and Heavensward relic weapons are are led by um, by Thavnerian scientists like they right. like we we have cultural exchange with Fawner and Razdhan. Th- wh- why why are we learning just now that there's a whole other kind of ether we've never heard about? And I because under- I
0: think it's, be- <laughs> it's because they don't really know much about it. Just the Elpis flowers is all they really have. By the way, if you're a Mega Man X fan, a Mega Man X Zero fan, totally uh, Elpis uh, I'm like, oh god! Now I'm having flashbacks. Uh,
2: they they should have localized it as El Piso. Uh, yeah, I agree, the El
0: Piso
1: Flower. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's supposed to be like the next level of of like Orosite, where Orosite, when it comes up, it's kind of like, well, it's sort of like what you know before, but it doesn't quite work well, the <laughs> same way. So,
2: so like thematically, I get it because the The whole story of Endwalker is all very, and it's appropriate that we started in Favner because the whole it's all very Buddhist, like it's all oh it's extremely all Buddhist, about, extremely. It's the cycle of suffering. It's, uh, I mean, it's it's all like very Dharmic in in yes. the 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 like nature of humanity that that we're getting into, um, and, and I I get why you know Akasha is is very much a concept. Uh, that that is part of of Buddhism and and Hinduism and and the Dharmic religions. So like I get why they introduced it to us that way to then go on and tell this story. But right. th- this this gets into one of the reasons why Endwalker isn't exactly the kind of game I come to fourteen for, and it's that I feel like concepts were being invented to facilitate a story, whereas. I've always preferred when 14 builds its story around concepts we understand already. like Like it's the world building thing where this this was very much uh, something introduced to facilitate the story they wanted to tell. And I I, I get that. I like it's still a great story. It's still doing a really, really good job. It just feels a little like Doctor Who to me. You know, like it's, it's, it's good fantasy sci-fi to introduce a concept at the beginning and then have it all wrap up and revolve around that cool fantasy sci-fi concept.
1: I, I do agree to a point, although they did need to, I, I think what happened is they looked at what they established with the final days previously in Shadowbringers mm-hmm. and they're like, actually, how do we explain all of this? I totally. was that was one thing that was really bothering 100%. me.
0: Yeah, because that was one thing that yeah. was uh, on my mind was this is the same thing that the Shadowbringers established how powerful the Ascians were and how they were gods. Why? What chance do we have against this thing that they fell to? Like, yeah. why are we? How are we even going to succeed? And yeah. well, they gave us an answer.
2: And I, I think you were saying, Nadia, on Twitter, like y- you, we've seen this story told before. We've oh, seen absolutely. like we've like this is. Especially, and I don't know. Maybe there's somebody out there who knows like the the sort of like cultural origin of this. But this is big in Japanese. Like this is huge in toku and anime and like.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because you were mentioning like the the Buddhist roots, and of course, Japan is a, has a, a Buddhism is one of his major religions. Yeah, so yeah. I think maybe kids were introduced to the concept of eternal suffering long before Western kids. So yeah, it's it's the same way we have stories about I don't know the. Whatever we whatever stories we we have in the West, they they kind of had the same things yeah. going on in the East, just their own versions of it. So yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying with um, and Walker and Shatterbringers both. They're both very basic stories. One's about like the suffer. One's about the cycle of like suffering, and mm-hmm. we can't have good unless we have bad. And it's a very uh very sort of um simple thing to say, but mm-hmm. the way that Shadowbringers and Endwalker writes around it, that's what counts and it does a really good job of that.
2: Totally. I I, I agree with that.
0: Uh
1: and then it it's so so again, all of this stuff is 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 relatively like early on. Yes. Even the Hermes so they,
0: stuff is like level 85,
1: 86? Like <laughs> Yeah. So so then they, they crack crack the seal on Zodiac. <laughs> And so uh, when I head to the moon, I'm thinking it's going to run like the others, right? The other maps where I only get half. of Mm -hmm. Yes. And And I was like, okay, and then we're going to come back later. No, you, you, you get there, you look at the crystals and then they destroy the last one and summon Zodiac. And that's your first trial. Yes.
2: (laughs) Zodiac was our first (laughs) trial guys. What are we doing? (laughs) I had
0: a friend in in uh, in Discord who just lost his mind. Like, why am I going up against Zodiac? What is happening here? Yeah. So, um, and then uh, Fan
1: Daniel uh, kills him because uh, that was uh, uh, at, at the end of it. Uh, Fan Daniel and later you learn Hermes is just the ultimate nihilist, mm-hmm. uh, and that was actually because of uh, what's his name, uh, the the Emperor dude, Zande. Uh, yeah Zande. yes um apparently when he was amon he brought Zande back and then Zande was like nah man it all sucks it like like all my great works it didn't matter i died and it all sucked it's not worth it um which is part of the crystal tower why he turns to the void Mm -hmm. um but here it was the reason that uh amon slash van daniel was just like no, just let's burn it yeah. all down. Yeah. Uh, which, like, he had—he wasn't, at least when they show you Hermes, he wasn't, like, fully into that. Although he he jumped to it real he quick. He kind
0: of did. Okay, <laughs> so we'll just move on to um, Elpis, the actual landmass of Elpis, which I was not expecting. Put that up. Oh, God, I was never expecting in a thousand years. I knew Emmett Salk would be back. He's too popular. Yes. And I have to say his... I, I'm fine with MXL. He's not my favorite. He's not my least favorite. Anything like that. I like him a lot. He his whole arrival there is justified to me, just for the moment. When we'll go, we'll go into this in more detail. But Hermes sees the void and it peers back at him. Yeah. And Emmett Selk just says, "What were you expecting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, you looked into the void and you didn't prepare yourself for the fact your answers might not be there, and you're going to have an existential yeah. cri- uh, crisis. You dumbass." You complete dumbass. And to me, it's like I'm at Sulk. That's why you're here.
2: This this whole section is redeemed for me. Like going into it, I was like, "Oh, this is writing for the fans. Like this is writing for people yes. who love the Ascians and loved the Shadowbringers stuff." And and it feels like it it was just it was kind of put in here to justify seeing all our favorite Ascians as they once were, as Ancients, broing broin around and having having chats. But yeah. some of the writing for Emmett Selk here is really good and really great, like foreshadowing for him and where he ends yes. up in Shadowbringers.
1: And and it makes him the interesting thing they, they 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 sort of allied both sides is that he is heroic or at least a good guy, sure. but you can still like he never really turns from what we saw. No, but you can
2: see the seeds planted, and that's really, really good. Um I I think what I liked about this part was like in Shadowbringers, we don't really see the hubris of Amarat. Like it's 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 never a tale of like it's not like the Allegans where it was a civilization that just got too powerful beyond their means and that was their downfall mm-hmm. you know like it it wasn't it wasn't the fall of a great empire it was a people who pretty much were doing pretty good like like they they had most stuff figured out philosophically anyway and then and then it just kind of collapsed underneath them and it was tragic and that was what made yeah. emmett selk so redeemable um and here we get that, we get to see what it was they were missing, and that's just empathy for anything other than themselves. Empathy for anything,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was one thing I always liked about the way the um, the Ascians are written, is uh, in Shadowbringers. when I got to their city uh, for the first time, first of all, I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is huge. My husband's like, is this a Transformer city? Because it <laughs> honestly looks yeah, like it. Totally. <laughs> but everyone there greets you warmly and they think you're a Mm. kid and that's actually an extremely interesting uh thing that that's actually much later in the game i can't say it because victor doesn't know yet cool but they treated they treat you warmly and they think you're kids and they're not because as you said victor you see a a great empire that fell you immediately expect oh they were arrogant they didn't care yeah they have empathy it's just not the right kind of empathy it's very yeah. strange and you see that a lot in elpis and when i first saw and i said oh god something's gonna happen to that kid and it's all gonna go to hell oh the, right second, the, <laughs> the second
2: the absolute second we saw her she's too bright-eyed and bushy-tailed she has too much love in her heart she's uh this she's grimes to uh is elon musk and it's all going downhill
1: Emmet Selk is like I mean, what did you expect, man? So the, the the turning point and the the place that where everything went mm-hmm. wrong was um, Hermes is having a crisis of faith. What's life about? So he sends copies of Mediana out into the world, uh, floating on dynamis to figure out, talk to other civilizations, and see what they find. And the answer, apparently, that turns her. Is that there's nothing like every other civilization she runs into is dead or wants to yeah.
0: die. It's the Fermi paradox. Yeah.
1: Right. And that breaks him and it sort of breaks her because she doesn't want to disappoint him. Because they're linked emotionally, yeah. Right. So the thing that got me, I was like, like, man, you, you fell into despair real quick. Uh, but then the other side was, wait, why is every civil like you you would think like you'd run into at least a couple of civilizations that were midway on the road.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was wondering about that myself too. And I don't know if it's because Endwalker is making a point about how you have to have the good and the bad because it, um, there are different reasons why these civilizations fell. They talk explicitly about the Dragon Star. They talk explicitly about the Omicrons. I
2: I um, love that they just they just run through the gamut of every sci-fi uh, like yes. um, idea, <laughs> like every every sort of premise every sci-fi premise gets nailed here's a
0: terminator planet yeah <laughs>
2: like yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah no uh and and it, it's great and uh i yeah they'll they'll get yeah to it. they'll get to you'll get to it eventually yeah um uh but i was kind of like wow like it is something is going on i i feel like i so, feel like yeah
0: like, see now that you said that i feel like and like i said i was trying to drive a point home about hope and because a lot of these civilizations not all of them fell because they're trying to achieve perfection but in a lot of cases a lot of them did and they're like they just wasted away from being like bored and, and apathetic and yeah it's kind of insinuated that's where the assians were heading as well
2: well and and i think that it's this was one of those instances where we we need this to be true so we can tell this story you know yeah um, right. yeah absolutely but it's it's very much like we were talking about being interested in what elements of FF4 where they were going to implement into Endwalker. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't predicting that the whole theme of after years was going to show up. Like after years. Yeah. This is the plot of after years. This is the like we've. Sorry tra- everybody. <laughs> yeah. Sorry spoilers for the after years which is probably the best way to experience it uh, is that you discover that the the moon in the case of after years was a research vessel sent across the stars to determine, or or the crystals anyway were were research uh probes sent out to test the the lives of distant planets. Yeah, and and uh, a moon shows up and it is a vessel and the beings on it realize sorry like we we sent these crystals out to all kinds of different planets and none of them were worth saving like they were all miserable and we hate them all and you're going to die too (laughs) and you're next (laughs) and and that's like that's the really dark twist of after years is when you're in that final dungeon you fight a bunch of bosses that they Uh, brought from FF1 to 6 and they're like yeah these are the remains of all the other worlds we visited and here's here's what we brought back so the implication is that like the worlds of FF1 to 6 were all obliterated by the creator but that's neither here nor there.
0: No, you're absolutely right about the after years comparison. I, when I when I saw what was going on, I said they can't be doing this. That's hilarious. I, <laughs> yeah. That's the most Final Fantasy XIV thing ever. We're going <laughs> to totally. have Final Fantasy IV references. The after years—that's <laughs> what you get. <laughs> but I have to say though, when Medion um, goes dark, so to speak, mm-hmm. I thought she was she caught in contact with Genova. I thought for sure because I was looking <laughs> at the. Elpis, when you look around Elpis, I realize, and I should have realized this so much earlier, the Ascians are basically just analogs for the ancients in Final Fantasy VII. Exact same thing. They settle planets they can create. When they die, quote-unquote, they go back to the planet. So sure, I thought to yeah. myself, wow, that would be a really great twist if they brought Genova in here. But now it's just existential dread.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, It's a lot. So then after so moon elpis and uh we go back to labyrinthos b- before
2: we move on the one uh, one other thing that i wanted to bring up and and as part of like the my elon musk and grimes analogy is that like <laughs> hermes feels like you know you know it's the bias of we, we live in a world that is algorithmically based and and we we see the biases of the people who make the programs that we live our lives off of all the time right and part of Hermes bias and what Emmett Selk points out is you didn't ask the right question. Like you, you, you weren't thinking holistically about this. You went in with preconceptions and of course yes. you got back an answer that didn't serve us well because you weren't thinking about this on think- a grander yeah, scale. You were, your method suck, Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, 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 I do think. We're we're probably gonna I, I think after Endwalker bring the the scope down just <laughs> I a little think bit so. probably, probably. So kind of re- have to we're, 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 at a, we're at a reset scope <laughs> but I also think we're not gonna lose the fact that we can uh go elsewhere Sure, yeah um and I do think that the idea that we have ended up that all these civilizations ended up dead. Is going to be related to something else, right? Mm. I think that idea will come back.
0: I think it has to because, as you said, yes, they're probably going to scale things back a bit story-wise. But the point is, we've been to the edge of the universe, and yeah, we've seen what lies beyond and beyond and beyond. It's kind of a little mundane to say, "Oh, let's retrieve this child and bring her back to his mother" or whatever.
1: Yeah, because, uh, like Vic said, like yes, for the story they needed to tell, all the civilizations needed to be Mm -hmm. dead. Mm -hmm. but it doesn't make much sense and there's nothing more eldritch horror than some sort of evil corruption thing lying under the surface of well and 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 the,
2: the writers of 14 are are better at nothing than just grasping onto something they used like incidentally in a story earlier and turning yes. that turning that into <laughs> hey, yes its what, own grand narrative so i i think you're right i don't want it to i want the scope to like come down quite a bit i really just want to i just think it chill will a but it will go yeah.
0: back up i think we will be chilling for a bit sure. uh the beast quests aren't available yet are they i don't think i don't think,
2: it's
1: I don't think so update. no no With no no radio i have not they will be adding beasts and they'll probably be adding another, I think they said another Palace of the Dead. They just haven't said what oh. that is. Ooh. Um,
0: okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Because
1: that's that's seemingly where we are now. We're, we're just alternating between catch-up mechanics. Yeah, so yeah. not a Boja, not a Eureka. It's a Palace of the Dead this time. Um man, you need to get to the end of that because <laughs> there's 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 one spot in oh, the end. Dang it. Uh, in the end section where the, it's Square Enix being like, you know nothing. Yeah, like you know absolutely nothing about where we Great. can go. <laughs> it's it's so good. It's so good. I'm yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to talking about that last area.
0: <laughs> cool. Um,
1: it it's definitely like even just within the world of which, by the way, we have a name for now. Yeah. Theories. Yeah. Atheris. Uh, Atheris is is the name of the planet. Totally. Not just Heidelin. Um,
2: now that Heidelin's Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, now, basically, just within that planet, like, there's so much more that we still like. Even if you look at the map that we have now around Garlemald,
2: yeah, there's a bunch of clouds. I thought is that the Cloud Sea, but no, it's not. No, that's that's just an explanation for for not wanting to draw the whole map and box themselves into (laughs) a narrative. (laughs) Yeah. that's yeah
1: yeah so you got um you got the mayor city stuff which they mentioned they mentioned a like, lot of what like vritra mentioned Mericidia. yeah well yeah.
2: and and vritra name dropped uh, he he name drops uh Ajdaya, who is the last of midgard sormer's brood that we have not
0: met yeah yet. yeah so we still haven't met them they they were silent yeah and they keep
1: uh, they kept dropping uh of where Giratia comes from, Corthos. That's right. Corvos. I realize that. the new name? The Corvos. They yeah. drop it. Yeah, they name drop it like six or seven yeah. times over the course. of I thought of we the were going to go there. But we totally didn't. right, and we yeah. don't and so i was like "Okay, it's probably
0: not a spoiler too bad to say um at the end of the game i can't remember who even said it but said i'm going to go to visit such and such a place where grahatia came from because now that there's no empire there's probably a lot of strife blah 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 yeah so there is going to be a trip there can i just say it's the saddest thing that whole game is grahatia talking about his past and he was basically dropped off at the doorstep of the sons (laughs) (laughs) at, at, at um I can't remember the name of the the sect he's with for uh, for The sons of uh, the sons
2: of Saint Koinik, or or not, not the, Saint
0: Koinik, but the other uh, the students st- of uh, students of Baldassini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he was dropped there, and I'm thinking of him in, just in a box, like a kitten. Just <laughs> oh, totally. abandon him there. Like our world, our our particular area is very is full of strife. It's kind of dangerous. We, no one really knows what's going on. Uh, we're moving on. You can have this kitten with red eyes because we don't know what to do with them. <laughs> there you go, Charlene yeah and
1: uh and then the the new world they also uh
0: they mentioned the new world uh, yeah
1: like we've mentioned that before yeah. so there's so many spaces i again i think we're pulling back in the next expansion we are yeah i think, yeah, more, I think yeah. They're, they're trying to make that clear more. by
0: saying that uh they even mentioned i don't know if there's something you would really know anything about victor the golden cities of the new world or something of like the that. new world so i'm no. thinking it's a place like final fantasy 12
2: Well, we already have a dumbass. We know my theory of Final Fantasy 15 being being in the new world. So, uh, I I mean, yeah. I'm very excited. I also love how much detail they went into of uh, House Darnus being involved in Corvo's. Uh, like, there's there's tons. Like, that's rich. If we can, if we can delve back into more House Darnus stuff and their obsession with Alagin tech, and
1: right, he's still around. Like. Nothing has happened to him. He was in Boja? Yeah, he was in Boja. And then he got some stuff.
2: Uh, are you no, thinking. No, not,
1: oh, he was at the end of Evilus.
2: Are you thinking of. Um, uh, 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 FF12 dude, Judge, oh my god, Gabranth. <laughs> yeah. Judge, oh my god, Gabranth. <laughs> yeah, jeez, yes. boy. I call myself a Final Fantasy fan.
1: He's He's got him and his, and I forget what his. His actual name and in the thing, like his full yeah. name, but he's got him and his little scientist. Buddy, totally, and they are not dead. Yeah, like they are just somewhere else doing. Yeah, things. there's a lot
0: of people doing that in Final Fantasy Fourteen. just <laughs> off doing things. Yeah, and some days th- those those things will bear fruit.
1: And and at least through the Garlemald plot, like I think they mentioned them once, but it was more in that. Oh, here's the civil war happened. Yeah, and he just screwed off somewhere else and is not going to help
2: anybody i've I've pretty much been on the critical path and haven't done a ton of side quests so i i was surprised that that i didn't i i don't think in the main quest we heard anything about uh uh noah noah gabranth i think is what is what he's called ah that's his name no Noah. So, uh, so i can't remember what his what his honorific is but yeah i, I was surprised that there wasn't much mention of him and the 12th legion they bring up the 10th and the first and the third a bunch i think um yeah. but but no yeah and so i mean that that side
1: of garlamald is still out yeah, there, totally. yeah totally as opposed to the Uh, Good Garlemald that will, I assume, be set under uh, Julius or uh, Maxima or Lucia. Like, again, all characters from previous stuff that are now like, oh, here we are. Um, I can see Lucia being I there I did a lot. think it was interesting that they left Gaius out of it, but it, <laughs> his reason makes sense because
2: yeah. they've got to have bigger plans for Gaius. They're gonna, oh please, I want so much more Gaius later on. It's gonna be great.
0: Yeah, sure yeah,
1: and um, uh, what's his name? Um, and Nero. Yeah. By the way, so 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 start with me here. Maybe I maybe I hadn't paid attention before. Did Sid have a voice until what's it called? Sid,
2: Sid has spoken before, yeah.
1: Sid has spoken. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I just missed it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because most of the the evilist, most of the Boja stuff that he's part of is yeah. unspoken. Yeah, right. He's
2: usually part of the raids, which is right. Yeah, not doesn't have the budget for for VO. So when he popped up
1: towards towards the, the end, end, yeah, yeah, um, and he had a voice. I was like. What, what is, well, what is this? Yeah,
2: and and the fact that like his, his thoughts mirrored my own, where he's like, "Sorry, yes. you, you have an airship that's going to the moon, and, and I just I just learned about it by happenstance." Like, I would be I'm legit sorry. mad if
0: I was him. I would be pissed. I was like, "Sid, you know, you you yeah. have every right to be pissed off at them. Don't give them like this buddy buddy winky shit. Just give them a, tear, tear them a new asshole." because yeah. they were, God, they're they're up against tech that. They really needed every hand they could have gotten. Why did they not call Sid? Yeah, I did not get that. I,
2: well, and when we when we went to Labyrinthos and talked to Kokol, who, again, uh, F, great FF4 uh, cameo. Yes,
0: the, the Kokol's forge.
2: Um, uh, I, I was sure that we were going to bring Sid. They were like, we need engineering expertise. And I was like, oh, w- <laughs> oh, oh gosh, who, who, who do we have in our team that could lend their assistance? Yeah. I, I have to it. say
0: that the, the Loparits are absolutely adorable. Like I, I just cannot stand how cu- how cute they are. Loparits do
2: exactly what I wish they had done with porksies uh, and made them ah. bearable. Because like Loparits are how you do this <laughs> you don't right. Like, you know, like you don't like porksies? I don't. In a vacuum, I would love pork But the thing I think maybe we've talked about this before, but the fact that they brought porksies in to be the cure for tempering, which has been this like like tempering is like it's the last thing like it's like getting COVID. Like it's the last thing you ever want to happen. It's like it is it is an epidemic. It's it's a horrible, horrible thing that has plagued Eorzea for decades and is the worst like it's awful that's when you see people having to kill their family and friends Mm -hmm. and like our our best plan for beating primals for so long was sending in a wave of soldiers to get tempered so that another wave could go in and kill the primal before it had a chance to send out another wave of temperament like it was dismal it was this is how most of our people die and then it's it's like it's like if the cure for covid was like goopy goop and it was, <laughs> and and it had like a Listen fun a little a fun little face on it and it was like it, if it was like Mountain Dew or something and and we were just like, we have to treat this horrible, horrible affliction with this goofy, goofy remedy. Yeah, I
0: totally see where you're coming from because I actually wrote a thing for I think it was inverse about like tempering and comparing it to traumatic brain injuries in the family and sure, saying, yeah. seeing how I didn't it's not like I'd never expected a cure for tempering. Of course, I expected a cure for tempering, but yeah. Well, it had its, yeah, I see where you're coming from. I just kind of feel like the pork maybe not the cure I wanted, except for when, when Alize was trying to make that first one out of, of clay and she comes sure. up with an abomination. That yeah. was
2: hilarious. Super, super. <laughs> cute. It's the
0: only time Alpha Nose scores a point off her.
2: Yeah. I I, so I see I, your are I'm absolutely. I just wish tonally that we had gone from porksies to then like distilling what their properties are into something more manageable. Because like something you a say, little more serious. Like when we think back about what was going on in Garlemald and the horrors we saw thank God they didn't show us any of it because off screen, Alize was running around with porksies. (laughs) Like there there were (laughs) all all those people who got tempered were sitting there in the infirmary with little flying pigs over them snorting up their bad dreams. And like, like, come on, that would have totally destroyed everything that the whole Garlamald arc worked towards. And we wouldn't have to worry about that if something other than porksies had been introduced.
0: I, I t- yeah I totally agree they should have as you said distilled something make it into a potion Yeah. because you're right the pork tees, adorable as they are are not the greatest solution yeah. so for all of Shadowbringer's strengths that was definitely one of his weaknesses especially as you say Garlamald was such a, a grim dire place where shit really starts to go down Yeah. and that opening moment which I thought was really interesting where Alphano just casually uses magic in front of a Garlean and they freak out and they run and they freeze to death and die with their sister it's fantastic that was like that's a side of um invasion and conquest and colonialism that's not explored like i think i I read somewhere that it took years literal years for women soldiers to cover their heads when they're in afghanistan and because like that's an extremely important thing to to women in that culture and just being defiant about it and saying oh well, that's not our way it's just not the way to make people comfortable and as we saw with with alphano just he wasn't thinking obviously he's like oh here's sure. magic it's it's what we do and the Garleans are like oh my god that's sorcery like there's an NPC who says something to the effect or maybe it was Julius who says that soldiers see magic all the time but uh-huh. citizens almost never see it
2: yeah yeah it, it would be like brandishing a gun in front of a civilian out of nowhere who has never exactly. even like heard of a gun before right. and it's just yeah it's totally terrifying um but like the looperits as cute as they are and and as wonderful they have their own existential dread they are there for a reason like they yes. they 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 have a really good arc to them themselves and it it makes it a lot more manageable
1: yeah cuz they 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 have a purpose but they don't really know how to get that purpose across. That was yeah. actually that was so cute. Yeah, uh, to get the 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 ether currents, the the related side quests for the, yeah. the blue side quests are literally just like one of them being like, I don't know what to do. Like I, I don't particularly have a vibe. I don't have a dream. I don't have a drive to do anything. Oh yeah. And I had and, and for the operates in this version, their names are basically what they do. Yeah. So the fact that this one doesn't know what to do means it doesn't have a name, which was very like
2: interesting. so it yeah. needs yeah it, it needs to name other things and then we can call it naming way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, so I I, I like the parts. and then uh, it also gave uh, Riange something to it do. It gave him something uh, to do totally. Uh, which, by the way, his moment is one of the the first moments that actually got oh him, that right? got me hard, and but, yeah, I'm not a fa- like, I'm not a big really, fan of Uriange, really but um, where he meets uh, his lady's parents, who he has been apparently like he he sent them letters, but he's been avoiding yeah. them this entire yeah. time. I, uh, and the way that they played them meeting again was like oh i man.
2: wept this morning it was the first time first time i cried yeah. it, it, during this whole expansion was that was that moment and it took me completely by surprise it was so well done it was so beautiful
0: uh it was yeah it was the whole expansion is basically a well Shadowbringers as well for final, final fantasy 14 in general all about rec- reconciliation and grief and mm-hmm that was just such a simple but nice concept like the idea of meetings because anyone who any spouse or partner whose uh you know partner dies of course they're going to be extremely worried about what the parents are going to say what they're going to think of them and it's just obviously urianji has been holding this forever and he they finally just kind of gave him that that comfort that they all needed that yeah, was really well done
2: totally
1: and uh meeting uh the the parents of alfano and alice say mom is great <laughs> I love uh, it. Mom's fantastic. now we know where they where they get all of those outfits um uh, it is great and there's a moment i don't know if you've gotten
0: i think I know, I know the moment you're talking about and i think that do you know what we're talking about? Because uh... where
2: it's revealed that she's been funding the scions. The she's whole been time. The funding in the <laughs> yes. shadows. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's been yes. our sugar mama. And, and didn't
1: tell dad. He's like, she's like, she's like, yeah, I've been taking like, we're rich. We're the one percent. So, I'm, so... Uh, I've been uh, funding, and Dad's like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Just spending the money on the thing that, like, up until this moment, I was not on board with. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, yeah, yeah. cope, uh, yeah. I mean, you didn't even. She's like, you didn't even know. And and all the the outfits are definitely coming from mom, yeah. who is slowly, I guess, uh, with her kids, like letting them explore. Just like, okay, yeah, because
0: okay. they used to dress up in identical outfits. Apparently, when they were young, which I think yeah. is something that happens to all twins, I suppose. Uh,
2: I mean, they were dressed the same when they came to Aeorzia the first time
0: yeah right and then now they they've sort
1: of uh and, and speaking of I, I wrote a leveling guide and so for the leveling guide i wanted to show the idea of leveling um and my original idea was AlphaNo, mm-hmm. uh, each of his different iterations mm-hmm. uh but surprisingly if you look at all of his costumes back to back they're mostly the same
2: they're pretty pretty, like, pretty similar change a yeah. ton
1: uh, whereas Alice changes a lot. I, I eventually went with Thancred. Thancred has probably, other than um, Ishtola, has a, a big jump from
2: yeah. her potato like, sack to her, her original potato,
1: potato sack. sack to the, the, the Wicked Witch of the West yeah. Uh, look.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> um, suits her very well.
1: Thancred is probably the one that changes the most. Yeah. And also, at, at no point, uh, someone else, mm-hmm. when I brought this up, like, When did Thancur get his eye back? I was wondering Uh, about that. I believe the idea was when they ended up in the first, it was their souls. So he had both eyes. Um, Oh. But they never explained how it comes back. Like he comes back to the body and has both eyes. Well, he never
2: lost it. He was just going through a phase where he grew out that hair. I was thinking that. He he got stubbly, grew out his hair, wanted to be real edgy, and uh was a big dork eye. yeah he just looked like a weenie yeah and he
0: like actually like fully covers the yeah eye, like because yeah. it's like a Death full perception thing is for pussies, apparently yeah but a lot of anime characters subscribe to that, that yeah. philosophy apparently he he got yes, better his, his
1: edgelord mc edge yeah. uh, and he had to go be yeah. a dad um so yeah no there's a lot lot of good moments like that. Um, Across the I wanted
2: the, to ask story. when so there's that 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 moment in Charlian where everyone around the world has brought us adamantite. Um yeah. uh, there was a lot of really great like um we've recognized that you've done this quest moments in that one. I
0: noticed that, yeah.
2: Yeah. Did you like did you both get like the stuff with alpha? Um, from the Omega quest, uh, did you get, No, like, I didn't get that. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I hadn't finished Omega. There's definitely, definitely some stuff that only pops up if you've finished certain things. Same with the Evilise stuff when, when the alt, I, the, yeah. the, the Prima okay, Vista... I haven't done that either. The Prima Vista yeah. is, is in the background.
1: Is actually in the background. In yeah. The
2: style,
0: yeah. That's really cool. That, um, I like little touches like that.
2: Yeah, there was a ton, ton of stuff in there. And, and even the same when you all meet up i can't remember where it is i think it's when you're getting ready to go to garlemald but like all the different job quest npcs and stuff that are there yeah, and will have yeah. different dialogue if you've done those jobs and they'll they'll sort of recognize you that kind of stuff so i, I always yeah, appreciate that. Uh,
0: i got like uh definitely tailored dialogue from i can't remember the name of Estinian's adoptive father but uh he he knew who i was put it that way
1: Yeah, there's like I said, there's a lot of stuff where they've sort of brought back characters and quests that you've just forgotten. Like I honestly forgot
2: you, the other dudes who are in the side. Who do you mean? We? What do you got a (laughs) mouse in your pocket, buddy? This is this is my this is my jam. This is where I thrive. I want the most obscure NPC. Corey Boulder (laughs) and
1: his. His squad. <laughs> oh, I love them. Like, or Boulder and Colton—they're hey, the B team, man. It's like we're still yeah. here, we're still doing <laughs> things, and they—they they actually go off and do things. It's like okay, maybe
0: this isn't a very very minor spoiler for the end, I suppose, but I'm pretty sure it's implied that she, what's her name, uh, the one who wants, who's really thirsty, Anor. Uh, Anor. Pretty Cockburn? sure it's implied she got her threesome.
2: Oh, she... good for her. God yeah, bless her.
0: So... <laughs> pretty sure she did so good for her they came to terms
2: with the boulder brothers
0: with the boulder brothers just the way she words things uh <laughs> i don't know I, uh, maybe i'm reading too far into it but yeah i won't ask questions of her uh
2: and thancred finally fucked a table <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh i
1: also i also uh do uh give props for giving Kryl a little something more to do yes and acknowledging that she sort of feels like a uh an extra bit like having her be like oh yeah like i'm not i'm not the the i'm not tataru and i'm not you guys and i'm just sort of here in the
2: middle yeah yeah
0: but it's good she she she's one of those characters who they don't say as much outright but when you have an rpg you have the kind of B tier support team below you, Mm -hmm. and I mean someone has to be the vessel for the holy one. So uh, she did that; she did her job.
2: Yeah. I uh, yeah. So I um I'm I'm very excited to redo the ethereal sea uh, with a bunch of different trusts Uh, because I don't.
0: Oh yes. Yeah.
2: There was some really great little bits of dialogue. Unfortunately, I've been. I've been paladining through this whole thing. So I wasn't able to take Thancred with me. And I really want to see some of his like Minfilia specific dialogue in, in the ethereal sea. Um,
1: and I, I will say it is interesting that they've have expanded trust. So when you yes. do trial number two, mm-hmm. boy, it is a trust trial. So like you get the full squad yeah. for the that was part, right there with you so cool um that was the only way you could do it like so i paladin as well and having Fancrit there with to me to be your off uh, tank feels
2: very cool yes <laughs> that would be awesome yeah.
1: we're, we're, we're definitely getting to the point they, they still have to bring trust back to some of the older dungeons yeah. uh that you can't command mission through and uh now that this new trial trust exists perhaps the same as well where players don't need to sort of rely on cues and other stuff or the hope to find other players uh 14 is is still a social game it's still an mmo but i i I do like the idea of being able to just be like all right i mean i want to run a dungeon right now exactly yeah it might take a little bit longer but uh let's take in you know alpha no alice um, you know, they definitely improved
0: the the go. AI for the trusts. Like I did trusts for pretty much all the dungeons except the ones that I couldn't, so I have no major complaints there.
2: This is the first um, time I've ever used trusts. Really, uh, I, I love trusts. I don't. Uh, oh,
0: the AI was terrible <laughs> until now. Yeah. Like, well, they were no, all stupid.
2: I I just I like I like the I I like the MMO part of it. I like the, I like the multiplayer aspect. I like the bringing other people through stuff and seeing it with other people. Um, And for the Elpis dungeon, that was the first time I've ever used a trust. Uh, that was
0: a great trust. Because
2: dungeon. I was like, I, when am I ever going to get to party with these exactly. <laughs> folks ever again? So I, I figured I might as well. And yeah, yeah, it's, there's um,
0: definitely a, a couple of moments in the game where you're supposed to use the trust, and that's the Elpis dungeon, which I think was one of my favorites in the game. I love the music for that one. Yeah. And as uh, Mike said, the trial with the uh, Hydlin, like that was definitely meant to be okay. Everyone totally.
2: Yeah, totally worth it.
0: In. But I also see where you're coming from because I, of course, did a. You have to do a uh, a party for the final boss and. Mm. It was fun to kind of do that and see the people saying like you know good job everyone and you know, yeah it's been great and, yeah. and the community is really nice. Uh, I've been really lucky. I've, I was stupid. I kept shout and yell on. I shouldn't have done any of that. But I nobody spoiled anything for me. In fact, in oh the, yeah, in Elpis when shit was going down with um, with the media on. Someone who had just started the the area shouted, uh, if anything happens to Medion, I will delete this game and unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good luck, buddy. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. I'm it's sure. been.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your service. But uh, Godspeed.
0: I really want to talk about. I, I, I can't. Uh, I just want to say, Mike, the beginning of that last era, you probably know I was cry- why I was just crying my eyes out. God, you probably know I was crying my eyes out through the whole thing. Just emotionally, give me give me a very brief summary. Summary. How did you feel during that last area?
1: Uh, the build up is real. The build up is really the real. the build up across that entire zone is real, and and it and it did get me uh, at a certain point. Probably like that last, the last bit. I know what you mean. That last like twenty percent of that is just like, like just fiddling fiddling with those emotions you know <laughs> with strings to play um uh, so that was that was the second time like i did that at like 3 a.m wow and that was the second time i cried wow yeah
0: no uh, i didn't expect to cry the way i did the only time i really cried with shatterbringers yeah. was 5.3 that whole thing was a mess that was uh you had a number one you had Grahatiya's sacrifice you had uh, friggin what's the name of that seto that whole thing! Oh, yeah. how dare you, Square Enix! How dare you even do this to me?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so that that last twenty percent of that last zone, they're just they are fiddling on your emotions. Just be prepared for. I it. also. If they're gonna
0: design wise or just like aesthetic wise. I really love the last dungeon. I think it just uh, I don't know. It, it's haunting.
2: Uh, is is the last dungeon a level ninety dungeon? That's that's something. Yes. that's one. Not the I ethereal sea. I think C. it's
1: eighty-nine.
2: So 89? not that's not the ethereal sea.
0: No, it's not the ethereal sea. Yes, okay.
1: Yes, it's not. It's not a. It's not an expert dungeon. There are two dungeons post campaign. Yeah. that are both ninety.
0: Cool,
1: but you you'll need and you need both of those to unlock the expert duty right but not uh the the very last i think it's an 89 cool
0: okay so you might be right about that because it's um yeah well you'll get there i'm sure next time we we get together we will have things to say because i'm sure this isn't the last we'll be talking about endwalker Um, oh sure there's gonna be enough to chew on for a while by the time we come back in fact I think that the raids will be there. The beast quest will be there. So it'll be, we'll probably be well on our way to whatever's next, or at least have an, an, uh, an inkling of yeah, what's do we, going on. Do
2: we get an Alliance raid or a normal raid first? Do you remember Mike?
1: Uh, I think we get an, a normal raid. So it's, they've already said it's pandemonium. Uh, it's normal raid.
2: Uh, and I Well think... norm, normal raids are going to be the 12. Are they not? I think isn't, isn't pandemonium the Alliance raid?
1: Uh, I think Pandemonium is the normal raid. I think the others are the Alliance raid. So I think we get Pandemonium first. Uh, Let's see. Let's look. (laughs) No. Because Pandemonium is coming the 20-something. Is
0: it 21st, I think?
1: Okay, Pandemonium is the A player. So yes, that's a normal raid series. Whoa! Um, Okay. and, and And you'll get Pandemonium. So basically, without saying what happens... You will end the plot for Endwalker. Yes. And that is just fully an end, like 100% just an ending of the story. Uh, yeah. And then there is a little post-credits Of course. Tease of course there is. Of where Pandemonium will Perfect. fit. Perfect, yeah. Like where Pandemonium fits into the plot. Like that's definitely like a, oh, okay, this is for Pandemonium. So by time we get back to the next time we talk, Pandemonium will have come out. I think Pandemonium Savage will be out because um, Savage is like January fourth or third. Cool, um, but we won't have. Uh, we'll probably have the Beast Tribes, but we won't have the Alliance Raid. They they have said what the Alliance Raid was. I think it was the twelfth. Twelve,
2: yeah.
0: Um, but they haven't. They have said what it named is, named
1: it or given any any stuff. Yeah. Whereas Pandemonium. Uh, is definitely asean based, yeah, it seems to be um like the only image that we have is a a Elitibus style asean with the hood and the the brand on
2: the front of the face. Uh, I mean I, uh, yeah, oh I'm not even gonna i'm gonna I'm not even gonna try to make predictions about what pandemonium is. I mean, now that we no, have none of us can I mean, I have some thoughts, but whatever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I think we will just save those thoughts for the next time. I was actually going to think, well, maybe we should like give our summary of thoughts, what we think about uh, Endwalker. But I think I want to wait till you finish the game and then we'll definitely give a a really in-depth. But generally, just a very quick analysis. Are you happy with how things turned out? And did you have fun?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Like I said, other than the pacing in the very beginning, once it gets going, it gets going. going. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, and I, I really liked the dungeons, like Vanaspati being essentially another, uh, what was it? Home Minister yeah, switch. Totally. Uh, where it's essentially not necessarily a dungeon. It's just a town undergoing a story relevant yeah. thing was very well that done. Was a, that was an intense dungeon. Um, I, I mean, I like most of the dungeons. And like I said, it's just probably those first, the first half of Labyrinthos and the first half of Thavnir are like the first, what, like six, five, six hours? Not
0: even, yeah. It feels
1: like a lot. It yeah. feels like
0: a lot. We also explored a lot of that, though, when we previewed the game, because um, they gave us Charlene, and they gave us Savnir. So I already was a little bit familiar with, this, with the landscape, um, a little bit familiar with the battles. The, the, I think they had some of the fates there. So it wasn't anything surprising to me, but there wasn't a lot surprising about it. I think maybe the one thing that disappoints me is that you get to Charlene, and you discover that Grahati has been a bad boy and went to the naughty section of the library—the one with the beaded curtain.
2: <laughs> Which, okay, and and we never we never get to touch it, on what he did there, especially in the um the opening FMV where it shows him reading a book that a book that has the Alligan eye on it. And we yeah. never touch on that, which just goes to nope. show that these FMVs need to be taken with a grain of salt and they are made years in advance of them even finalizing the story. So it doesn't even matter.
0: No, absolutely. There could have been a scene where you get more into it, but uh, they might have had to take it out. Maybe it wasn't intended at all. But either way, I just yeah. like the fact that <laughs> he, he yeah. read a bad book and got in trouble and, and he had to be dragged before the council.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: And
1: and as we close, I will ask, so uh, the evening uh, where you retire before heading off, you get to choose which side uh, is outside of your Uh. door, and your choice does actually uh, give different scenes. Basically, the one that you you question, like, is this such and such, Yeah, is the one scene you get. And so I ask. Who did you oh choose? gosh,
2: I wonder. I wonder who Nadia picked, and I, w- I wonder. I wonder how happy she felt when she heard, "You're alone. Good."
0: <laughs> I actually, you know what? I didn't really know what I was getting into with that scene, so I was just thinking. I just named like Graha because I figured. Oh, oh damn, wow. damn! But a friend of mine said that if you go to your if you go to the inn and look at the cinemas, you can see yeah. all of them. Oh, you can see Where Astinian
2: then does he's wearing these like tight leather pants and then he like he like walks through your room and then like does a lunge on your banister and then just dragoon jumps off your balcony. And I was like, I'm I'm not even into this and I think this is the sexiest thing I've ever seen in this game.
0: (laughs) I like that the whole scene was just the developers knowing exactly (laughs) what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, what about you, uh, Mike? Like, you who did you choose? I chose Alice. Okay, yeah, Alice be cute. She I has went, a very cute relationship.
2: Yeah, I went with uh, Stola. Yeah,
0: Stola okay. would've been good, Did she just tell you, uh, you suck no matter what you do.
2: No, she she does a very like, uh, like your ether looks okay. I've been worried about you ever since you absorbed all that light in the first, and just hey. Like, let me know if anything is wrong, because I care about you and I want Aww. you to be okay, and I'm like, all right, yeah, this isn't as ex- not yeah. as sexy as Astinian, but I'll take it, <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: and I think she talks like briefly about like the limits of her knowledge and what she wants to uh, what she wants to do, yeah uh in the future, yeah. and stuff like that, so uh, Runar has a yeah.
0: chance still. <laughs> Maybe. He does not. <laughs> not even Not no even way.
2: a little bit. Not while I'm around. <laughs> Poor not while I'm around.
0: Well, I guess we'll just wrap it up for this week, and we will certainly be back uh, next month, and we will have more, more, more Endwalker discussion, I am sure. Uh, thank you so very much for listening. Mike, why don't you go ahead and promote something?
1: Uh, yes, you can find uh, me every day on Twitter at AutomaticZen, Z-E-N, and you can find me at fanbyte.com uh writing about ff14 every day uh our hub on there is called the link shell and we have a twitter account which you can follow at link shell ff14
0: awesome i'm gonna do that uh your guide actually for the garland area saved (laughs) my ass because they're the um, oh. cold some, coming out of the cold or something like that. It was called, and you turn into the Garlean for a while, and you're like, "What the freak is going on?" That was I, weird. I can't believe we didn't even touch on that whole section. I forgot Damn, about that. Completely. It was so good. It was so good. It was amazing, but uh. I was so lost, and I Googled, "Where the fuck am I supposed to go?" And Mike's <laughs> guide came up. and I was like, "Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you." Yeah, because so
1: I was down for that section, and, and then we can go. Uh, I was down till the last two minutes. So, <laughs> the last part of that wow. section where you're crawling, yes, so um, great. I had two minutes left, so I was like, Oh god, how much do I have to crawl? Am I going to have to start this at the very yeah. beginning? Uh, so and 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 since I, I basically record everything, yeah, uh, for work purposes, right. so basically, once I figured it out and got through it i i did get in enough time i was just like <laughs> someone else is gonna have this problem yes so i will just mark where all the stuff is and write this up real my, quick
2: my girlfriend did not uh, have a good time with that section she was like
0: does that guide like get a lot of traffic it must get a lot of traffic
1: it gets a decent not only does it get decent traffic but it also gets the most comments uh, oh yeah of other people being like oh thank god yeah. This was the worst section. I had no idea what
2: to do. Yeah. It's brilliant. How dare you? I liked it, but it you was people, so You people have been coddled, coddled for far too long. <laughs> I'm going to gatekeep.
0: <laughs> so says the Final Fantasy XI veteran. <laughs> well, see, the,
1: like even the beginning of it, I didn't know what to you do. Me neither. Like I'm, I'm like, what am I What am I looking totally. for? Totally. Exactly. Like I don't even know what I'm looking yeah. for
0: here. Yeah, but uh, you so. sorted me out, and I really appreciate you for that. <laughs> Victor why don't you promote a thing
2: Oh yeah you can find me at Victor E Hunter on Twitter uh, If you don't hate the sound of my voice You can hear more of it in Nintendo's Very own Dragalia Lost uh, um, I Have oh if if you want To get brush up on The history of zonde And Amon and Oleg And the Crystal Tower uh, You can listen to my uh, Encyclopedia Aorizia audiobook project on YouTube. Uh, I have a whole section about about the rise and fall of of Aleg, uh, and I think that's
0: probably it for me. And again, you can support Charlene Dropouts and Acts of the Blood God at patreon.com forward slash Pod. Both podcasts are available a week early and ad-free at the $5 level. A $10 pledge will also get you access to even more monthly specials, like uh, basically we just did a Pantheon on Persona 5, and that was a great discussion. I don't know if either of you listened to that yet, but um, I I have to say that I was just really on the fence about bringing it into the Pantheon or not, and I won't tell you what my final verdict was, but I will say it's a great episode, and uh, you should listen to it. But uh, in the meantime, we'll be back next month. So thank you for listening, and may your duty finder wait times be short.